Well, 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 hello there. It's uh, Father Tom Connery from St. Teresa in Bellevue going solo today here behind the curtain. And it is Ash Wednesday. <laughs> oh, boy. Ash Wednesday, which means the beginning of Lent. And sometimes that gets me oh, pumped up, energetic. And it's like they, and in other moments, I feel, oh, no, Lent. <laughs> Even though Lent is, what, 40, actually 46 days, by the way, counting Sundays, sometimes it can seem ooh, endless, interminable. And yet at the same time, it then all of a sudden you notice it's, it's over. But I do like Lent. Uh, because I don't know about you, but I know that I need sometimes to get tough on myself. I need to shape myself up. I need to take a closer look at myself, you know, and all of us who fall into get into bad habits and get careless. And uh, Lent means, ooh, take stock of your life to look what's going on inside of yourself and, uh, and to exert some self-discipline. And I... You know, sometimes I get a little carried away with, with Lent, especially when it comes to eating. And I know, I think it was Father Mike Schmidt said, well, the two for one, you know, watch what you eat and lose weight at the same time. Yeah, I don't call it a diet. It's just that's one of the benefits from it, but it's not my motivation diet. I can diet anytime I want if I so care to. But it's uh, it's, it's it's getting, a, as I said, a, a disciplined mind and being more mindful of what I'm what I'm doing. And I want to get healthier, clean my system out. As I clean those arteries and I think of my heart and I think also my soul being cleansed as well, not because of the, the fasting necessarily, but, you know, during the year, I want to be, you know, what happens when my arteries get clogged up, so that my soul get clogged up too for my sins, my shortcomings, my faults. And now is the time to look, look hard and, and to look at myself. And that's what Lent to me is all about. So, you know, what's what about just to kind of look at, you know, how, you know where have I been? Now, I know people, for them, it's New, New Year's resolutions, but typically they don't last, do they? No, not at all. Not at all. And this is not a resolution. This is something that I need to do for myself that we all need to do. And what I was telling my church today that uh, the big word, the key word nowadays, reset with this pandemic, with the COVID virus. When we began back and when things got shut down, remember back in, I think it was back in March, almost a year to the day here now. And those early weeks and perhaps early months, and I don't know about you, we got a little annoyed, frustrated, whined to complain and would say, oh boy, I can't wait till things go back to normal. I miss my life. I miss my routine. I miss my lifestyle. I miss the things I was accustomed to. And now they tell us, and I think we realize as well, <laughs> Uh, there's no going back to the old normal. It's gone. It's a reset to be a new normal. Now, not everything will be changed or different, but we already experienced different changes already. If they, they forced it upon us. Hmm? So the change, so I want Lent to be in the same way of, as a reset now. I look at 2021 Lent, not just something to do for 40 days. Oh, okay. And then once Lent's over, okay. Let's go back to the way things were. Let's go back to normal. Let's go back to how I used to be. I don't want to do that. And I hope you don't either. I hope you can look at this Lent as a as a, a spiritual reset. That I can do something beginning this Lent. Lent is a good motivator. It's a good place to begin because there's a special grace involved. We're in tune to spirituality and that we're doing with up 
And then we know there's a, there's a community effort that the worldwide church, worldwide Christians, many of the denominations as well, are, in this, are, are following Lent. So we don't feel isolated. It's not just me. I'm with you know, my brothers and sisters. And, that's, and that is support that we feel because we need that as well. But wouldn't it be great, though, that you know we find some sort of practice, either do something or eliminate something, and we do it for Lent. But then at the end of the 40 days, at the end of Lent, we somehow say, you know what? I'm not going back to what I used to do. I'm not going back to that old normal. This, this practice I did or didn't do, you know, habit I eliminated, it's now part of my new lifestyle. This is my reset. And I, I feel encouraged by that, and I shared that this morning in my, my homily. And I'm, I'm hoping that people take it to heart that, you know, what I can do this Lent that will continue with me from Lent and beyond. So if you're in the habit of giving up coffee or dessert or chocolate, whatever it may be, and you do with those 40 days, which is all well and good because it's a penance, and penance is good for us, but that's all it is. Okay, I'm done. And we kind of do it begrudgingly. Good, I survived. I made it. Now let me go back to what I missed. Well, you're not getting the full benefit of the practice. But if you could do something, as I said, you know, for example, pray every day now. You start praying every day, even just for a few minutes. Or say, you know what, every day I'm going to read part of my Bible. I read a couple of verses every day. Or maybe every day I'm going to read from a book. Any book doesn't even have to be spiritual. Just you say five, ten minutes a day, I'm going to read now. All those practices, and you keep doing that, beyond Lent, you, you're a better person. And whenever you improve yourself, even, quote, not in spiritual things necessarily, when you take care of your body, your mind, your habits, you glorify God because our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So now, Lent, I want you to ask you to look at yourself and say, what can I do? What kind of practice do I, do I need to do? Hmm? What would really help me? Don't chew off something too big that's almost impossible. Just a little step. And, and, and with the idea now that it's not just for 40 days, but I'm going to like to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this for the, for the rest of my life. That's the change. That's the difference. <sighs> and I said, I, you know, Lent, I have mixed feelings. I, as I said, I, I know I need it. I know it's good for me, but I dread because it means I can't have, I can't do what I want when I want, you know, I be mindful now. And boy, sometimes those temptations like, oh, what I wouldn't give to have, whatever it may be, you know, maybe some meat or sandwich or dessert, ice cream, whatever. And you feel it. Oh, man, it's a drudgery. But, you know, back in my, looking back at my school days, I don't know what teachers that you liked or preferred. Or, you know, I look back now, it was the teachers that were the most demanding. Fair, okay, fair teachers, but they demanded a lot. Maybe the assignments, the work, and maybe they were tough grader. And you think, oh, man, at the time you didn't really like them, you know, didn't care for it. You wish you had someone easier. But, you know, once you finish the course, maybe not um, – could be immediately after the course, you look back on it, or maybe years later, you say, you know what, I'm glad I had she or him, whoever it might have been, you know, whoever the teacher may have been, because they got the most out of me. I was pushed. I excelled. I became more than what I'm used to being. And so even when I used to, even, even coaches, what kind, you know, you, you play sports, what kind of coach do you want? An easygoing, soft coach? Or you want a coach that's demanding, that pushes you, that pushes beyond what you your limits, what you think you could not do, and maybe you mumbled and swore under your breath, you know, maybe that this is enough. I can't take any more. 
But you know, when you're done, you feel good. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a better person. And I think we have two battles going on inside of us. There's a side that wants ease and comfort and to be relaxed and have it nice and, you know, the way we want it. And there's the other side in us that no wants that to be pushed, wants to be challenged, wants to know how far we can go to be the best that we can be. Hmm? And that's, I think, what takes place even in this, in this Lent. Don't choose something, do something that doesn't cost, that knows no demand, because then it would mean nothing. Find something that pushes you a little long. You don't have to, you know, go crazy with that. But something that you feel that, man, I didn't think I could do it, or it was it was a struggle, it wasn't easy. But I look back, you know, I, I'm glad I did it. I think I'm a better person. I think I increased my discipline. I think I have a better, my, my lifestyle has been improved. And so that's how I used to feel when the coaches and do, you know, I mumble when they made us do too many wind sprints. You think, oh, come on now, you got to stop, not another one. <laughs> you're running and you're tired. You get that pain in your side. You want someone to push you. And so that's how I see as 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 with, with Lent. I want to do something that, that pinches me, that I feel it. And that maybe not, you know, over, or go overboard, but something that I feel. And I think it's good to do penance, right? Penance is a way to pray. It's a prayer. As I mentioned, I think this past Sunday, my homily, that it's easy to say words, to pray words. Nothing wrong with that, of course. But what the involvement is not the same as when you begin fasting, when you give something up, and you desire it and you want it. You say, no, I'm, I'm not going to have it. And in fact, you take that desire and that becomes your prayer. You offer that sacrifice for some individuals, someone who's going through a difficult time, someone who's sick, someone who has COVID, someone who lost their job, someone you know, just struggling right now. So Lord, I offer this up. I offer this up for that individual. Use it as a grace and use that as, as a blessing in their life. So we begin the slant. It begins on this Ash Wednesday. Well, it has. By the time you hear this, it would be a day later. And and we really, the church is not overly demanding on what the requirements are, right? Basically, there's only two days of fast and abstinence. One just passed was Ash Wednesday. No meat and no, you know, and uh, fasting, which means having just one normal meal. And the two others should not equal it. And no eating between meals. That, and you do that, that on Good Friday. That's it. And the other, other stipulation is that we don't eat meat on Friday. We, you know, we, we, we forego having meat. And that's always a, another quandary because sometimes, you know, people have, you know, oh, I love fish. I love shrimp. I love lobster. Or maybe something like the most basic, easy food. I love pizza. So therefore, where's the sacrifice, right? Oh, I won't have meat, but I have what I, you know, what have I like? I have that fish, you know, the fish lobster that I enjoy or the pizza. So on Fridays of, of, of Lent, yes, don't have meat, but also find something that sustain you. But it's not said that you really, you know, that doesn't cost anything. In fact, you prefer it over meat anyway. So that's also keep in mind. So, um. Fridays, you know, go without, we go without meat. And hopefully there's something simple that, you know, that you could enjoy it, but it can't be the uh, top of your list there and that you prefer it. So what about the other days of Lent? Is that it? We just do Ash Wednesday and Good Friday and 
Fridays skip meat. No, then this way you choose something on your own, choose some practice, as I was talking, something that will maybe stretch you a bit, maybe it'll cost you a bit, and that improves you as a as a person. And we practice that. I know a question that comes up sometimes, um, do Sundays count, right? Is Sundays Lent? And actually, you know, we say Lent is 40 days, but if you really count beginning today, Ash Wednesday, up to Easter, you'll find out that it's 46 days. 46 days? Yeah. Where those extra six come? Well, they're including Sunday. So if you eliminate the Sundays from Lent, then you have 40 days. So I leave that up to individuals. On Sundays of Lent, you have your, I guess, you're justified if you, you know, gave up some sort of food item. You can have it on Sunday. And you, you'll be well in with, you know, well in balance. You're not breaking your Lenten resolution or promises. So well, wh why is that why is that okay on Sunday? Because Sunday is the Lord's day. It's a day of the resurrection. Every Sunday is like a little Easter. It's a little Easter. We celebrate the Lord's resurrection. And because that's such a magnificent magnificent, tremendous event, the greatest event ever, that no, nothing should uh, impede or get in the way, obstru obstruct it. So if you're of the mindset that Sunday's, you know, I'm going to join my Lenten resolution on Sunday, then go right ahead. I, for one, usually don't try to, uh, I try to keep my Lenten resolutions even during Sunday. What I do is sometimes on Sundays, I'll eat between meals. That's my little splurge, something like that. Uh, Actually, I think it's easier to keep it on a Sunday than rather than break it. Because once you break it, then you got to start all over again and uh, build that resistance, perhaps those temptations of eating. And it's when you just get in the flow, just keep going the, through through the whole uh, the whole time of Lent. It's just easier. Plus, if I give up some sort of food item, I don't have it for all those 46 days. Oh, some come Easter. It has a special feeling, finally, you know, it's a longing. Years ago, I used to, before, you know, years ago, I used to uh, work at the prison, be a visit, visit the prison, Tomoka. And we had an Easter service on, uh, for them, we could go on Sunday, so on Saturday morning, the Saturday before Easter, early Saturday morning. And uh, it was, I remember, I had memories of going there for Easter Sunday. I had to get there early because that's visiting day for the relatives or friends of those who were in prison. Remember the deacon Bob told me, we got to get there early, otherwise you get behind that line, you're not getting in. And so, of course, okay, that, that was enough warning for me because I'm not a person who likes to wait. So we get there early. And remember, this for some reason, this particular Saturday, holy Saturday morning, it was like a fog, a mist, early morning. It's almost like that. We, we picture sometimes that some movies, the Easter morning scene where it's kind of foggy and misty. And that's how it looked. And I'm walking up the, the walkway to heading to the actual uh, prison itself. And there I saw the uh, people beginning to line up to see their, perhaps their son, their son or a brother or boyfriend or husband, and they're in the prison. And it was such a mournful scene, too. I, they all kind of just stood in line. No one's really talking to each other. They just really looked straight ahead, no expression. And I'm so, I guess, carried a heavy heart. It was painful, but I admired their love and devotion to visit their loved one. And there they were standing there, you know, in the mist and the darkness. It was almost like it was Easter morning, waiting for the resurrection, waiting quietly, hoping 
with expectation. And I remember that clearly going to see them on that Saturday. And I walked by and I would, you know, good morning, happy Easter. They acknowledged me and greet me back, happy Easter back. Anyway, then I would go and celebrate Easter there with the prisoners. It was quite a, quite a change because we would push to a smaller room like the library. And another church had the, the hall that we were used to meeting. I don't know how they got that. Or maybe because they had a larger group because we were just Catholics and they had any Christian denomination. And they would have music and you would hear them. I'm trying to preach and say magic. You hear them hooting and hollering. Anyway. So anyway, that Easter, we used to try to bring donuts in, but now that changed. But we bring little treat donuts, <laughs> and they really appreciated that to celebrate Easter with them. And so I remember driving home. It's now a little before noon, and I'm thinking, well, I had my Easter Mass. <laughs> and to me, it's officially Easter. And so then how I treated myself, I went to Marino's Pizza, had some couple of slices. Oh, it tasted so good. After not having it for those, what, I guess, 45 days now, whatever. Oh, just that first bite. Looking forward to it. I couldn't wait. Anyway, and that's why I, so anyway, that's why I try to uh, keep the resolution throughout the uh, throughout the, all 46 days. I suppose that's the best spiritual, spiritual reason. It's almost just for my own satisfaction of not having something and then, you know, tasting it again. So that, that was good about it. So I invite, you know, I challenge you, invite you, encourage you that to take this Lent seriously, to do something that you can practice, not just for 40 days, but again, maybe a lifestyle change. Doesn't have to be much. Pray a few minutes, maybe read a couple of verses and scriptures, really make this a, a life change and believe that God, there's a special grace during this, during this holy season of Lent. All right. And so I, you pray for me and I will, uh, Keep you all those people, you know, a monument prayer tomorrow for those making Lent. Let's have a good Lent, make it holy, and maybe hopefully come out on either side of this Lent a little bit different, a little more discipline, a little more longing and desiring desiring the, the Lord and putting my spirit, our spiritual life, making that first. So have a great Lent. Do what you can. Let God's grace do the rest. So now, mighty God, bless and may keep you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Happy Lent, my friends. God bless you.